Boker Tov, we continue in the Sefer Nefesh Shimshon. We are in the Sefer on page Kuf Lamed Gimel. And the next prayer we're going to look at is Le'olam Yehei Adam. Uh, and that has the first time we are going to say Kriyas Shema. So let's understand the Arizal says that one is to say Kriyashma four times a day. One time over here, right before the Korbanot. The second is Shacharis. The third is Mariv. And the fourth is when you go to sleep. So four Kriyashmas. What is the aspect of the, this Shema that we say very early in the beginning of the davening? So... We know that when uh, in the middle of Shachris, when a person is already getting close to Hashem, as we said, we're moving closer and closer, and you're already getting into the Heichal, you're already into the sanctuary of the king, getting ready to go into the holiest of holies. So at that point, later on in the davening, we say the Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. That's when you fulfill the biblical obligation of saying the Shema. And that is the main Kriyashma of all four Kriyashmas. That one that we say before the Amida. Even though we say Kriyashma by Maruv, and it's it's an obligatory Kriyashma, but it's still not the same at the day because the day brings it much more activity. Uh, there's a longer period of time that you have to carry the message of the unity of Hashem. While at night is a much shorter period of that. In the daytime you have clarity. So there's a lot more to unify, so to speak. So that's the real main one of all the four. And that Kriyashma is, for example, we say in the world of the Kisei, of the throne, uh, by the throne of the king, we're going from our world where everything is concealed, we're going into Hashem's world. And certainly, we can't get into that world in one one shot. That's a very steep climb. Okay, imagine when you try to climb mountains in different areas of the world. You know, they have switchbacks. Back and forth, back and forth, go straight up, it's pretty hard. So, therefore, one simple answer is by saying this early Shema in the beginning of the davening by Korbanos, the person becomes ready and worthy to enter into this higher realm, so to speak, because you already kind of run through it once. So we could give an example, just a marshal. Let's say a person never was involved in flying. Never flew a plane, never flew a rocket ship, whatever. All of a sudden, one clear day, they tell the fellow, listen, you come to the base, and you are going to go onto a rocket ship and go to the moon. No preparation. Right? Put on a, earth, a space suit, press a few buttons, and off you go. Doesn't seem that would ever be such a reality person has to have some connection to what he's doing. Uh, he has to know something about being uh, an astronaut, about uh, zero gravity and things like that. 
So therefore, you need a little bit of training. So similarly, we have to have a little training on a first Kriyashma before the second Kriyashma. And as we shall see, remember, when we're down in the beginning of Davni, we're in a much lower realm of existence. We're in the world of Asiya, of action, more of a superficial realm. And... Uh, there is something about saying this early Shema when you're in the world of the Asiya, it prepares you to say the Shema when you're in a much higher realm of existence. So on the one hand, it would appear that this Kriya Shema is not that important because all it is is preparing the groundwork to build ourselves up to the bigger Kriyashma, which is in the sanctuary of God, so to speak. And that's the true expression of Kriyashma. But on the other hand, we'll see that this Kriyashma also has very significant point. And we'll see what all the other words before and after have to do with it. Okay, so now to, to understand this and appreciate this. So this whole La'olam Yehei that whole section, really is couching this first Kriyashma. And this first Kriyashma, we'll see, is really critical to the second Kriyashma. In other words, sometimes you do something and you're going through the motions, but are you really embracing the concept? Or maybe you're not prepared to embrace the concept. So this first Kriyashma helps you embrace the concept. So let's hear what the concept is and see why we need this preparation to enhance this concept. The main idea of Kriyashma, we know, is Yichud Hashem, unification of Hashem. And unification of Hashem at its extreme, but not really extreme all the time, needs Mesiris Nevesh, giving over yourself. Now, of course, the extreme situation, you're prepared to die for Hashem. But Hashem's not interested in that most of the time. He's interested in us giving up things in order to appreciate the unity of Hashem. And to realize if Hashem is all of reality, then our whole focus of our vote as Hashem is different. And therefore, if Hashem is the source of everything, I'm really nothing. And therefore, I wouldn't do anything that's contrary to Hashem. So let's see how this plays this out. So, again, as we said, when we come to the main Kriyashma, that's before the Amida, person has to go through many levels. He's going higher and higher. We, we dealt with the world of Asiya. We're dealing with the world of Yitzira, where we're singing to Hashem and getting emotionally involved. And then we're getting into the, or as we use the parallel, we are in the uh, Azara. And from the Azara, we go from the Azara to right before the Azara. Now we're going into the Hechel. We're going into the actual sanctuary. Okay? <coughs> so, um, and a, a lot has gone on to get us to that place. Um, you know, as well, for example, we say, Oz Yashir, by the Pesukah by Zimra, where we're able to sing songs that the Jewish people sang upon their awareness of Hashem that even Yecheskel didn't know. When we... After Baruch we say Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. That's the realm of the angels. So now you're in a very high place. You're very far removed 
from the direct contact with this world. Even your emotional connection, you're beyond that. You're way up there. So and when you're in that position, is it such a big trick to be able to say Shema Yisrael with a lot of kavana? Of course, it's an awesome expression. It's a tremendous statement of loyalty to Hashem. But when you're in that world and you're before the throne of glory, after you've climbed the ladder to reach this high level, would you call this Mesiris Nefesh? Would you call this giving over of oneself? Right? Mesiris Nefesh really expresses itself when you're much further away from Hashem. It's not a chachma to uh, find Hashem in the world of Bria. Of course, the clarity of the unity of Hashem is so much clearer, it's easier to say Shema Yisrael. But how about if we backtrack? Let's go way in the beginning now. We're before Pesuke Zimra. It was hard to get up in the morning. And your eyes are, you know, you're very physically orientated. You're in a dark world. We're in the world of Asiya, of action. And if you can express there's no other reality but Hashem, that's a very unique Kriyashma. Uh, let's give maybe an example from Yosef HaTzadik, who been, who's been visiting us for the last few weeks in the Torah. Yosef HaTzadik, for 17 years, was learning Torah by his father. Whoa, that's great. I'm sure when he said Shema Yisrael then, wow, it's amazing. But then he got sold. He's in Mitzrayim. He's in a world very far away from Hashem. That world also demands Kiddush Hashem. Yeah, but you're not in the throne of glory before Hashem. You're in a very disgusting world. And Yosef, if you say Kriyashma and live the Kriyashma in the darkness of Mitzrayim, that's real Mesiris Nefesh. He gave everything up. He could have had the life of Riley. All he had to do was give in to the seductions of the wife of, Par, of Potiphar. But no, that was his real Shema Yisrael moment. And he gave everything up in the physical world. And he could have had so much. So, of course, later on, you know, when he becomes the viceroy, even then, he's very much involved in finances and things like that. He still is a Kriyashma man. And also, when his father comes down to greet him in this week's Parsha, his father says Kriyashma. Yes, because for Yaakov, you see, this is a real descent. He's, he's in Mitzrayim now. But Yosef's been living it the whole time. You know, it's not such a good kunst to not talk Lashon Hara during the Ela of Yom Kippur. It's a lot harder to not to not talk Lashon Hara when with your secular friends and they're talking about all kinds of things. So therefore, <coughs> as much as Shema before the Amida is really your mamish expressing the unity of Hashem, mamish in the sanctuary, which is amazing, but and you're definitely willing to give everything up. But how do we know you mean it? You know, we know you mean it 
when you say it early in the morning, when you're half asleep, when you're fully focused on your body and your bodily needs. And now that we understand, so you, you see why this is like the preparation, but if, and, re, and, and therefore it's a significant thing that you're able to turn away from physical temptations and see the unity of Hashem there. And then it will prepare you that when you will say it the second time, the main time, it will be now true. When you're in a closer awareness to Hashem, you're sort of bringing the first Shema together with the second Shema. And you're getting it from the outside and the inside. And then you have the perfection of the Shema. And now we look at some of the words of this prayer. You see how this all fits in. We say, Always a person should be God-fearing in, uh, in when you're in uh, secret or when it's revealed. In other words, in the secrecy of your own home where there's nobody watching or when it's out in the open. And admit the truth. And give over the truth that's in your heart. And get up and say, in other words, if you're really true, and you know what true reality is, which is really what Shema is, you're going to say, We don't fall with supplications before Hashem because of our righteousness. But rather on your abundant mercy. Meaning we have nothing in and of ourselves because whatever we have comes from Hashem. So that these words build up the true feelings, the correct vision. Okay, when you're inside Hashem's world, you can't build up that hashkava, because inside, it's like you're in the fire. It's like you're mamish by Hashem. What are you going to say? Anything different than that? But when we're still on the outside and we're trying to build up the Jew of ourselves. The way a Jew's supposed to really look, because you, if you don't, then it's like if you just oh, just go right into Shema, it's like God forbid, a behemoth. You know, an animal is brought into the temple. He is. He's brought to the mizbech. He's slaughtered. And he's there. You never bring a behemoth into the sanctuary. So a person, you know, is like offering himself. So you got to offer a person into the sanctuary, not a behemoth. So if you're not willing to give up the external pleasures, so it's like you're a behemoth. It's like if you don't say the first Shema and mean it, it's like you, the behemoth, is walking into the sanctuary to say Shema Yisrael. So therefore, we first have to build up who we are. <clears throat> Interesting. David first psalm, first line. Ashrei ha'ish, fortunate is the man. Asher lo halach batzas who did not follow the advice of the wicked. At the end, near the end of the whole Tehillim, we praise Hashem with the words, Hallelujah, Hashem in Hashemim, Halu b'amromim, Halu komalachav. Hashem should be praised from the heavens and the, and the higher le- levels, from the angels. So before we say these lofty words, what do we have to say first? Ashrei ha'ish. First thing is you have to be an ish, a man, a human. 
Then you can come to the end of the Tehillim and tell us what the angels have to say. Right? And there's a lot of people who, when they're running late, they, they skip this paragraph. I'm running late, I don't know what to say. But you got to know, just like if a person is not a Kohen, he can't work in a base on Ekdash. If you're not a mensch, you can't unify Hashem. Okay? Therefore, the first thing we have to say as we continue with the words of this prayer is Mo'anu. What are we? Ma'chayenu, what's our life? Ma'chastenu, what's our kindness? Ma'chikosenu, what's our righteousness? Ma'yishuosenu, what's our salvation? Ma'chokhenu, what's our strength? Ma'chfurosenu, what's our bravery? Ma'nomer levenech Hashem. What can we say before you, Hashem? Hello, kola gibarim, all the, the, the great warriors, ka'ayin lefanach, are like nothing before you. Vanche Hashem, if you have big names, kolohoy, it's not like they don't exist. Fechachonim, and really wise people, are kivlim adol, like they have no intelligence. Right? That, that That's a big statement to say. You know, when we, when we talk about, let's say, Rashi and other great people, right? We're we're already, we're willing to say okay I'm nothing before them I'm nothing before them but it's really hard for Bruce to say I'm not I'm I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not a chacham before Hashem everyone thinks he's a chacham he's a chacham so you come before Hashem you say no I'm really not a chacham at all so how do you see yourself that's what we're trying to discuss at the very beginning. We're a congregation with a million of people. Everyone has their own view of life. Right? And if you're going to ask each one, what is the reality? What's the reality of life? So you know what's going to answer? You know what it is? What I see. What I see, that's reality. Right? But uh, aren't there other people who think they're smart and know the reality? So that's the problem. Everyone thinks we're a chacham. I, I know the reason why. I, I'd be able to solve the war in, in Israel. I'm a Chacham. I knew how to solve the Jewish problem. And we say, no, Chachamim Kivlim Wise people without any intelligence. Okay? So in other words, it's not what I see. What I think I'm seeing. I think I'm a Chacham. But I'm not a Chacham. So what is the reality? Next paragraph. <clears throat> but we, your nation, the children of your covenant, the children of Avram, who loves you, who you swore to him in Hara Maria, etc., etc. Fortune is our portion, how privileged is our lot, and how wonderful is our inheritance. We are so fortunate that we get up every morning and night and we say out loud, Shmai Yisrael Hashem Hashem so therefore, the job of this Kriyashma is the external preparation before we go to the inner sanctum and making that declaration. Now we come, so to speak, just like, you know what it's like? Again, we did the parallel. So we started far away on the Temple Mount. We're coming to the Azora, that's Korbanos. But you know, from there, you still have to, before you bring Korbanos, you got to go to the laver and basin and wash your hands. It's not just a, it's not just simple washing the hands. But we got to wash our hands and our feet in a way that they're pure. 
We have to establish the humanness of yourself. Why we're here. We're here to sanctify God's name. That's the goal of everything. So it's that's like washing away our stupidity. We want to start doing the avod of the korbanos. So say korbanos after this. So you got to realize, bringing korbanos, I got to do the work of Hashem Shemayim. Just the external work that has to be done. <coughs> and then when you say that, when you said Shema Yisrael, the external one, so it's like you've gone out of the fire, and now you can say the real truth. Atohu Achel Niram. You are here before the world was created. Uh, when the world was created, before it was, you were here after the world was created. You are here in this world, you're in the next world. And therefore we, and we realize this is the truth. Once we build a truth from the external point of view, from our senses that are most demanding of us, and we can say the bracha, bracha to Hashem, mekadesh eshimcha barabim. Plus Hashem sanctifies your name publicly. Now a person, so to speak, has jumped into the fire to be sanctifying God's name. Then you're now ready later on to go inside the inner sanctum because now we have someone who is a real servant of Hashem and what he says really makes a difference. And therefore, we can then unify Hashem in all the worlds. So this is a critical first step. It's not such a big deal to sanctify God's name when there is no other reality. <clears throat> but when you're starting the day, to start off and say, listen, I, 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 I understand it's all Hashem now. I understand it from the perspective right here in the middle of Egypt. And now I'm going to go and go and go and go till I'm going to come into the sanctuary. And I'm going to make that expression from a much broader sense of seeing things. But I took with me that, uh, that belief in Hashem even when I was in a lower level. And that's how you bring it to the complete state. So really missing this first Shema. Again, according to Halacha, if you miss this first Shema, okay. But uh, in reality, it's an important uh, preparatory stage to make the later Shema more meaningful. Okay, that's, we can end it a little early today. And have an easy fast.